You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where Christians are equipped to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm your host, John Christensen. This is the first episode of this weekly podcast seeking to equip Christians to share their faith. The name of the podcast, Ready to Go, is derived really from two verses in the New Testament, 1 Peter 3.15, where the apostle tells us to be ready to give an account for the hope that is within us, but then also to be ready to go. Matthew 28.19 is the second verse where it says, go and make disciples, hence the name, ready to go. Every week we'll be focusing on one specific question related to engaging culture with the gospel and finish with a specific challenge for that week because we want to be doers of the word and not merely hearers. As will often be the case, I'm joined this week by Pastor Dave Gibson, the missions pastor at Grace Church. Uh, You've taught evangelism for many decades, Dave, and and you live it out every day, and and it's great to be with you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to join you, John. Yeah, really thankful that you're here. And we want to begin this first episode by talking about heart preparation for sharing your faith. It really begins with having a heart for the lost. On this podcast, we're going to talk a lot about the how-to in evangelism, but ultimately, how-tos are fairly useless unless we have the want to. We have to seek first and continue to seek a heart and a compassion for the lost. What breaks God's heart should break our heart. So Dave, I'd love to ask you as a missions pastor, as one who's consistently shared your faith for decades now and trained others in it, how did God first begin to break your heart for the lost? Well, John, I, I look back in my years growing up, I had a radical encounter with Jesus when I was 17 years old. As up until that time, I was more of the captain of my own ship, the master of my own destiny, really wrapped up in sports. And uh, that really consumed my life and my focus. A good buddy of mine committed suicide when I was 17 years old and uh, really got my attention. For the very first time, I started asking questions, what's my purpose in life? Where will I spend eternity? And I asked the question, posed the question to me, if I died today, if I knew for certain I'd go to heaven and have eternal life, and I didn't have a clue. And he said, eternity's way too long to be wrong. Well, he shared the gospel with me. Uh, he was talking about the ultimate rejection when we stand before God and Jesus someday in the, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 7. And Jesus says, in that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did I not do all these good things in your name? And he will say to them, Depart from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And I was convicted to the core, and uh, they presented the gospel to me. I, I bowed my knee to the Lord Jesus that day and trusted him. My life has never been the same. I wish I could say it was just all easy uh, from that time on, but I went off to college, was playing football, and uh, really starving for fellowship and I wasn't on a path of growing in my relationship with Jesus. Was My Bible was collecting dust on the shelf. And uh, I was on a football team where with over 100 guys, and maybe a couple of them really had a clue about what it meant to really live for the Lord. So I was uh, not really walking with Christ at the time. Went through some really difficult times. I think it was through a, you know, I had some uh, a bad incident. I remember on a weekend, I went out with some guys, and I got drunk and got in a fight with a, couple of guys, and I, um, I was really, really at a low point in my life. I went back to my dorm room, and I was laying on the floor, 
uh, before the Lord. I actually, uh, the state director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes picked me up hitchhiking, Ron Hess. Um, I was hitchhiking on 169, heading back to the Twin Cities, and he looked at me and he said, Dave, are you going to make your life count for Christ on campus? I said, Ron, I don't even know if I'm a Christian the way I'm living right now. And that challenge really stuck in my mind and in my heart. Went back to my room, got on my face before the Lord, and I cried out. I was as low as a snake's belly at that point. I said, God, here's my life, the mess that it's in. If you can do anything with it, I'm all yours. I pulled the Bible off the shelf that was collecting dust. My mom had given me a, this living Bible, and in the middle there was a note she wrote to me. She said, when you get discouraged, start reading the Psalms. So I started reading God's Word, and it's like Jesus just jumped off the pages at me. And two things happened to me at that point. I, I had a consuming uh, passion for the Word of God. It consumed me, and I consumed it. I took the Bible wherever I went, and I, I couldn't get enough of the Word of God, and I started growing in my walk with Christ. And the other thing that happened is I couldn't stop talking about it. I just wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. I think so much of it is this radical love that we have in our hearts for Christ and uh, that the Lord started to give me a, a burden for the lost. I started praying for my teammates, praying for our campus. We had a group of guys that got together, and we prayed for every single person on our campus that we'd have a chance to share Christ with them. And that passion uh, has continued to this day. I call it Evangelism 101 in the early church. How did you get people to witness? You just took your hand away from their mouth. And uh, I think it comes out of that spiritual preparation, living under the Lordship of Christ and understanding our identity in Christ, and uh, other times the Lord has uh, marked my life through some experiences, an extended time of fasting and prayer, where I looked over the Twin Cities and I actually wept over the cities. Uh, I think uh, we need to ask the Lord to break our hearts over the things that break his heart. And so that really began my journey with the Lord. And I, ever since then, I've been on fire for sharing Christ with people and uh, ask for the Lord to give me an opportunity every day to... Uh, Find that one lost sheep, that one person, that person of peace that I could share Christ with. Yeah, I love that, Dave. And, and I love how uh, you talk, too, about just the importance of knowing Christ. Because as humans, we, we talk about what we love. If there's some diet or something that's changed our life or some even spectacular sports play, we'll, we'll talk about it. You know, are we that enamored with Jesus? And I think that's a great question for, for all our lives. And that was really one of my questions when I first uh, came on board with you, Dave, here at Grace Church in the missions team, I, I struggled with personal evangelism, and I, I struggled to share my faith and, and what that looked like. And I, I was so grateful that I was around men like you and, and, and other women in, in our uh, missions department, and, and they were so good at evangelism. They, they, would, they would speak, and they had a boldness. And I was like, why don't I have this? Why do I have such a fear of man when I do one-on-one -on -one evangelism? And and I was so encouraged knowing that this is not right. I shouldn't have this fear because I was surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who didn't have that fear. And obviously you've talked about and you'll talk about in the future too. You still get butterflies and uh, you got to just be bold and go out. Uh, but I really had to hit my knees, kind of like you talking about with prayer and fasting and about, God, would you take away this fear of man? Like, I know this is not right. I see in your word I'm supposed to be able to share. I see around me from the, from the believers around me that I'm supposed to be able to share. And it was uh, several months uh, went by with me hitting, hitting my knees. Like, God, would you change this in me and take away this fear of man? And then it was uh, through stepping out with uh, actually a Lead the Cause, a Dare to Share uh, retreat that we were taking the students on. 
And all of a sudden, I'm a leader, and I'm supposed to take them out street evangelizing. And uh, I didn't really have a choice. I was kind of uh, kind of uh, forced into it, and I went out. And it was through taking those steps of boldness in conjunction, I think, with that elongated prayer and fasting that the Lord really used to take away my fear of man and to be able to share him boldly. And that obviously coupled, too, with continuing to go deep with him and love him more mm-hmm. so we want to share him more. Amen. And so that that was really my story with with growing in a heart of compassion and love for the lost and, and being able to, to evangelize. And I think that's really where we want to we wanna begin uh, today is, is we, we want to encourage people to get praying and seeking the Lord to give them that heart. And, and for those listening to the podcast, every week we want to give you a challenge. You know, we don't want to be people who just hear the word, but we want to be people who do the word and so the challenge this week that we're going to be talking about is, is praying for Bob. It's, it's an acronym, B-O-B. And Dave, would you share with us what, what that challenge looks like? Yeah. Well, John, uh, years ago, the Lord uh, broke my heart over the things that are breaking his heart. There's no, if you want to get close to Jesus, there is uh, the best way to do it is you get close to the things that are near and dear to his heart. His heart is for lost people. He saw the multitudes. He was moved with compassion. So we, we really need to say, Lord Jesus, give me your heart for people. The Apostle Paul in Romans 9 uh, said he had great anguish in his soul for his countrymen. I think we've lost that burden, that anguish for people who don't know the Lord. So a B is a, a burden for the lost. And uh, say, Lord, break my heart over the things that break your heart. And uh, if you don't have it, just ask the Lord to give it to you. And he'll, he'll give you that burden. Then O is an open door an opportunity to share Christ. I, I call it praying for one lost sheep every day, leaving the 99 righteous and going after that one. Colossians 4, 3, Paul says, pray for me as well that God will open up a door for the ministry of the word that I can speak forth the mystery of Christ. So I have a burden for the lost. I pray for an open door, and then I need to pray for boldness. In Ephesians 6, 19 and 20, Paul said, pray for me as well. Here you have the greatest missionary of all time outside of the Lord Jesus himself. And he's saying, pray for me, pray for me that words will be given to me that whenever I open my mouth, I might fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, pray that I might boldly proclaim it as I should. So pray for that burden, pray for open doors, and then pray for boldness to uh, lovingly and appropriately share the good news of Jesus. I love that. So our challenge for you this week is pray for Bob every day, that burden, opportunities, and boldness. Well, next week, we'll be jumping into the how-to. Have you ever run into someone who thinks that the Bible is made up or corrupted? Well, we're going to talk about how to turn those times into gospel opportunities using what we call the judo technique and flipping the question over into an opportunity for the gospel. So pray for Bob this week. Burden, opportunity, and boldness. Let's go. Let's go.